Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to the episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, which is a very special episode, um, I am here to uh, tell you about a new book that is coming out uh, today, in fact, uh, April the 15th, 2021. And the book is called Vega, The Vampire King. And it is by none other than me, Mark Hastings. Um, This book um, is the 11th book that I've had published, in fact. Um, I've mostly had books of uh, poetry uh, and also some uh, book of short stories, uh, but also some very short novels uh, beginning in 2017. Uh, with my book uh, The Wolf in Me. Um, Then in 2018 I got a uh, collection of short stories that all had the same protagonist within it uh, called Playing God. And then in 2019 uh, I had uh, a book published called uh, The Wolf in You, uh, which was a sequel to The Wolf in Me. Uh, featuring uh, the protagonist that I created, uh, Olivia Hunter, uh, who uh, was a werewolf. Uh, She was uh, a young uh, woman uh, at the age of 16 who was uh, uh, given this uh, gift slash curse uh, of becoming uh, a werewolf. Um, And then in 20. 20, uh, I released a, uh, a new book of poetry called The Rambler, but uh, today um, sees the release of, as uh, I said, my 11th book, uh, Vega, The Vampire King, and this book is uh, a story about a character that actually features in my book, The Wolf in You, uh, by the name of Vega, and he's the king of uh, the vampires. Uh, within the the universe that I've uh, built up within um, my books, The Wolf in Me, uh, The Wolf in You, and now uh, Vega, um, The Vampire King. And uh, they're all told uh, concurrently. They're all concurrent stories. They take place one after the other. But the the different thing about Vega, The Wolf, uh, the, the, The Vampire King, and... Uh, the wolf in you is that they are um, Vega the wolf Vega the vampire king is a prequel uh, but it is also a parallel story to the wolf in you and it is also a sequel as well um, and I, I found that to be a very interesting concept because when I was first coming up with the idea of um, of Vega um, 
what I really wanted to do was give some backstory to the character of of Vega, who first uh, appeared in my book, The Wolf in You. Uh, and Vega falls in love with the main protagonist of The Wolf in You, uh, Olivia Hunter, uh, who is a werewolf, as I said. Um, and the fact that this happens is something that uh, causes a, a great deal of... Um, drama within vampire society um, and a, um, a great deal of scorn is put against uh, Vega and they start to conspire against him, start to join a coup against him and um, they uh, they uh, plot against him uh, in a um, a group that I call a vendetta of vampires, which is essentially uh, a group of vampires who all get together and decide that um, their leader is uh, not up to uh, the task of being their leader. So that, uh, and they, they decide that he needs to be removed. Um, so that is the, the the backstory to the wolf in you. Um, but. It, it, it is the backstory. The main story of the Wolf in You was um, learning how Olivia Hunter learnt uh, to uh, continue to live her life as um, as a mother to her daughter uh, Melissa, uh, but also as a as a werewolf as well, and trying to balance out a normal life with a supernatural life. Um, but uh, yeah, as I said, Vega. Uh, in that, I wanted to tell the 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 story of the wolf in you, but told from the perspective of Vega. I wanted uh, to um, show what he was going through, what he was feeling, um, and I wanted to give some more depth to Vega because very often, uh, unless they're the main protagonist of a story, the some of the characters don't really get the opportunity to be given um, a backstory that um, explains why they do what they they do, uh, their modus operandi as they call it. Um, so that's that's essentially what I wanted to do. But then when I was developing the story, I wanted to um, demonstrate and, and uh, dramatize uh, what it would what it would take to uh, become the Vampire King or a Vampire King. Uh, I wanted to explain where he came from, um, why he was so special in comparison to the other vampires, why he has lived so long, why um, the rebellion against him, this coup, this vendetta of vampires that happened uh, in The Wolf in You, doesn't uh, isn't a success and I also wanted to show that um, in vampire society a vendetta of vampires this rebellion this coup is something that has happened before uh, because they just can't help themselves they just feel they have this um, this sensation within them this feeling this uh, overriding and overpowering um, energy within them, each vampires within the society um, to want to have more they're constantly trying to 
feed um, and um, and uh, sustain um, this thirst, um, to quench this thirst that they have for not only blood but for um, uh, carnivorous um, experiences. Um, uh, you know, they're very uh, passionate. Uh, they like to uh, have uh, sex with one another. They like to uh, share blood with one another. They're very, um, very much about uh, feeling uh, as much uh, and for as long as they can. Um, but in the society of vampires, um, within my stories, the, the vampire society is very clandestine. Uh, it doesn't show itself um, that uh, that much. It tries to uh, be a society within the shadows. Uh, however, every vampire within vampire society knows full well who is in charge, and uh, that is uh, Vega. Um, but as I said, what I wanted to do is give some uh, some depth to Vega. I wanted to show that you don't you're not born a king you're not born with power you have to uh, um, obtain it over time you have to be you have to go through trials you have to go through moments of doubt even if you are very powerful even if you're someone akin to a god there are times when you can have moments of doubt and despair uh, when you question your uh, meaning, um, you question why you're uh, even alive, um, and that's something that I tried to uh, try to investigate in my um, in my book, Playing God, uh, in which I, I wrote about a a god um, who had uh, walked away from his old life among the uh, uh, Greek uh, pantheon of gods um, and that he was uh, someone who was, um, who had walked away from his name that he once had um, and he tried to make a new life for himself uh, by helping people uh, but he was um, someone who was very complex and who um, was trying to be a hero uh, in the modern day, um, with Vega, uh, I wanted to um, I wanted to have the main the main character Vega. I wanted to him to have um, have something about him that uh, he just through his entire life he knew that he was going to do something. He felt compelled to do something, but he couldn't explain what that was going to be where that uh, um, where he was going to be drawn to um, but he always had this instinct even when he was younger that he was going to do something he was going to go somewhere that and do something that no one else had ever done or go somewhere that no one else had ever gone um, among his society and I already and I already had this I already knew who he was in a way because I'd written about him in The Wolf in You. I knew who he was in the present day. Um, 
with his interactions with uh, Olivia Hunter. Um, I knew that he loved her, but uh, in Vega, uh, the Vampire King, uh, we I wanted to strip Vega completely back to uh, his his uh, internal components. I wanted to to build him up slowly but surely. Um, so I, I started out by writing him. Uh, as a child and then as a uh, um, as a juvenile and then slowly but surely as he as he has different interactions with different people he would slowly build this character uh, who um, in the, the finished uh, product uh, could be read within uh, the wolf in you but I wanted to as I say, uh, just give, tell a life, to, to just really explain, um, uh, just like a person, uh, how people change and they're not born a certain way, they are made a certain way, they are forged in a certain way, like a, like a, a sword, and, um, it, uh, and that, uh, throughout everybody's lives, whether, uh, that person is uh, a real person or a fictional person every person, every character every well rounded um, person needs to have a backstory and a reason uh, for why they do what they do and that's one thing that I love about writing What one thing I love about writing these long stories is that they are they're basically um character profiles of these characters who um i i think i know um but a, a lot of the time when i'm writing them um i i too get surprised by what the the characters really um uh make me uh and influence me to write them uh, in such a way because uh, if you're a writer or an artist then you know uh, as well as as well as I do that um, occasionally when you begin something it's it doesn't always turn out exactly how you thought it would and that's one of the great things about writing it's a it's a journey uh, it's it's a life and you uh, commit a lot of your time to it, so um, and a lot of you goes into everything that you you write or everything that you create. Um, and uh, even if you are writing something um, or writing about a character that is completely different from how you are, they may be a completely different sex. They may be experiencing something that you've never experienced. Uh, or could never have imagined ever experiencing your life. Um, when you're a writer, uh, what I love to do uh, more than anything is to is to write out of my comfort zone. I like to write about worlds and experiences and situations that are completely alien and supernatural. And in that way, I get to um, go along on a journey of escapism, just as I hope 
um, my readers um, get to enjoy when they, they read my books um, and the more fantastic the better but uh, for me uh, I always take great pains into um, infusing uh, the characters with um, a reason a, a soul if you will um, I, I want them to be to be grounded even though they are supernatural and that even though they may be able to do things that no ordinary person could do um, like turning into a werewolf um, but um, for me there I, I have to have I have to have an internal logic for why they become who they become or why they do what they do and that's just me as a writer but as soon as I as I've got that as soon as I um, I know who the character is the writing of a character within a story is so so much easier the hardest part is creating a character in the first place because what you don't want to do is create a character that is like uh, another character uh, who you may have read about or you may have seen uh, in a TV show or in a movie uh, but when every writer first starts out we automatically um, we automatically use a particular character or a particular actor as a model uh, or a real life person as a model for whomever we're writing about and that's just natural it's just something that people do uh, and have done so since the beginning of uh, of storytelling uh, we all we all automatically look to our favorite writer our favorite author our favorite artist and we we look at their work and we uh, we want to try and replicate what they did first um, and then over time we start to develop and discover who we are as a writer and who and what we want to say as a writer um, but it can be a very long and arduous uh, process and um, for me I mean I didn't I remember writing very short stories when I was younger um, but I never uh, even dreamed that I would ever get a book published um, uh, I just loved uh, expressing myself just imagining things or looking at characters in movies uh, and wondering what other stories um, they could feature in um, and uh, I suppose that's what everybody does they already they always want to write a sequel to something that they've already seen um, but when I started writing uh, the wolf in you um, that story was going to be a short story I didn't ever envision that it was going to be a book uh, in its entirety I didn't think the story would have enough to it to um, stretch to 200 pages uh, but it did uh, because I just kept writing and writing and writing and I kept feeling that there was more to say more to to write about um, and I wanted to spend more time developing this character who I'd created, uh, Olivia Hunter, because there was something about her, something about the situation that she found herself in, the psychology of someone who uh, is a werewolf, um, and what kind of life they would live, um, 
and the the, the I suppose there's also the the alter ego uh, side to it as well, just like you see depicted within um, comic books such as uh, those that feature superheroes, where you've got a superhero who has to try and pretend to be an ordinary person or wear a disguise so that they can differentiate between who they are uh, when they're seen face to face with someone uh, as opposed to when they're seen um, saving someone's life Um, and I think everybody uh, has an alter ego Uh, whether they're a writer or a director or an actor everybody has different sides to them that they show at different times in their life Um, and um, yeah, I mean that's what writing's all about. Um, is about bringing to the page different aspects of yourself, or perhaps questions that you've always wanted to ask, and uh, use those questions to discover answers about a certain subject. And uh, for me, as I was alluding to, uh, I've always been interested in psychology. I've always been interested in uh, analysing why certain people do what they do, why characters in films choose to do what they do, and um, I think it's uh, it's a wonderful um, a wonderful aspect to uh, to to investigate uh, because um, even real life serial killers they weren't born serial killers. They started somewhere as a child and over time, depending on their own internal and individual psychology um, and the way that their brains were wired, um, they uh, were influenced by things that happened in their early life and that had a profound effect on who they would become in later life and the actions that they would carry out. And that's something that I wanted to... um, have at the heart of all of my stories. Uh, so in 2016, I got a book of short stories published uh, via my incredible uh, publisher, Zulu Media. Um, and this book, uh, which is called Too Close to the Sun, featured stories um, and some poetry um, that. Uh, had within them characters um, who were living on the edge, you could say, or they'd had a close encounter with something that they couldn't explain, um, and they were very supernatural uh, orientated. There was one that featured um, a ghost um, uh, and a guardian angel, you could say. Um, one that featured uh, this uh, psychopathic psychotherapist uh, who was also psychic, so he was a psychic, psychopathic psychotherapist, uh, and one um, that featured a uh, a vampire uh, who um, was uh, seeing, who was at the end of his, uh, seeing the end of his people, essentially. And um, I uh, I wanted to write 
uh, a story about werewolves as well to feature in that book but I held it back and I also held back uh, one of my short stories The Man in Black um, which was about uh, this the god that I was alluding to the same god that uh, is from Greek mythology and uh, who I wrote um, uh, six more short stories about uh, which I included in my book Playing God um, and I kept them out of Too Close to the Sun because for some reason I felt that they didn't um, they didn't need to be there and I hadn't even written uh, The Wolf in Me by that point uh, but I, I had an inkling that I wanted to write about these separate supernatural entities you know about ghosts about vampires, about werewolves, about people who are psychic, things of that nature, Uh, because I've always been interested in the supernatural, about in the paranormal, Um, and I've always always found it, uh, um, the films and the TV shows and the books that feature paranormal and supernatural characters to be uh, very imaginative, very inventive, Um, and there's always something about that that's always uh enthralled me and uh and i just love that i love the um i love the themes within them and i just love as i say the 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 uh the extraordinary things that you see depicted in them so i i suppose uh from the point uh that i got my book too close to the sun published and the the, the stories within it i think I'd found my, at that point, I'd found my niche. I had found uh, the subject matter that I felt uh, comfortable writing. Uh, So, uh, yeah, after I got uh, Too Close to the Sun published, uh, as I say, I already had The Man in Black written, but I just kept that aside. And I polished that as well. In fact, I, I edited it slightly and when I came up with the idea um, to include it in a book featuring the same character and also tell six further stories that feature the same character um, at different stages in the, the character's development at different stages in his life when he was trying to um, analyze and try and get through this trauma that he'd gone through this psychological trauma um, uh, I included the man in black in that book playing God but before well at the same time um, I already had the man in black ready and waiting and I didn't know where it was going to be published but I knew that I wanted to publish it at some point so it was I knew it was there and I continued to uh, go back to it and look at it and I knew that I wanted to do something with it at some point but then I had the idea uh, of writing a, a poem in fact for um, Halloween uh, I think it was in yeah it was Halloween 2016 I had an idea to get to, to write a poem about werewolves for Halloween so I sat down to write it uh, in Starbucks in Birmingham and I 
I started writing, and then I kept writing, and then I kept writing, then I kept writing, and then I kept writing, and before I knew it, I'd written about three or four chapters uh, about this character who was this young woman who, um, while she's on a camping trip, she encounters a wolf, and she gets turned into a werewolf and I was kind of taken aback I thought well where did that come from I I didn't anticipate writing uh, a short story as I thought it was just going to be because when I got to I think it was the end of either the first chapter or at the end of the the third chapter or the fourth chapter I just thought well where do I go from here because I, I kind of wrote myself into a into a cul-de-sac into a corner and I thought well literally in that at that point in the story the character finds himself uh literally backed into a into a corner and I had no idea where I was going to take it um and I kind of just left it uh but then I went back to it and I wrote a little more more, a little more, and then before I knew it, uh, I was on a bit of a roll, and I just kept writing and writing and writing, and before I knew it, I'd written 200 pages, and I'd written kind of an arc, uh, that the, the character had an arc, from where she began as the werewolf, to the end, where she stopped being the werewolf. Uh, spoilers to uh, the wolf in me but if you're interested in reading that story then you can check it out it's on um, Amazon uh, right now you can get it uh, as an ebook for Kindle or in paperback but uh, yeah so I'd written it and I was I liked it and I sent it to my publisher and uh, um, uh, they said they'd publish it and I went back to the manuscript and I polished it and because uh, you you won't, you wouldn't believe how much uh, when you go back to a story that you think is great uh, and that is ready to be published there and then um, how many mistakes you can find and there's that's something that plagues me uh, in through my stories because I've I'm never lacking in imagination or characters or stories to come up with but the mistakes that you come up with and you find when you're going through manuscripts is just ugh it's an it's annoying um but it's just part of the part of the course um and you just have to go through it you have to go back um and you just have to read it and look for those mistakes and correct them and sometimes it's 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 I suppose it's like editing a film you know you you record or the footage for a film um and then you have to go back into it and you have to edit it you have to make it uh you have to um pace it out better you have to add this and that to make sure that the the story uh um makes sense uh but it can be arduous uh but yeah so i did all that i got it published i was really happy with it um but then at the end uh, when it got published, someone, uh, um, my fiance actually, after she read it, she was like bummed out because she was, she said, well, the what, it, it dies at the end, 
the wolf dies, and I was like, mm, yeah. And I thought, well, that because I thought the story was done and dusted. I thought that was the story of Olivia Hunter, uh, literally, as it says in the book. Um, and then as a response uh, to my fiance's disappointment, I was kind of like, well, hang on, um, maybe she, maybe it doesn't, maybe it'll come back. You don't know, you know, things happen. It's you know supernatural, you know. And then, um, like, a year later, uh, uh, for the the one-year anniversary of uh, the publishing of The Wolf in Me, I wrote this little uh, short story, this little addition um, that uh, explained what happened next to Olivia Hunter. uh, And in that, I... um, which became, essentially became the prologue to The Wolf in You. That was me basically saying that the wolf was still alive, that Olivia Hunter was still a werewolf. Um, and I just did that to try and kind of like satisfy people who had read um, The Wolf in Me, who didn't like the fact that uh, the wolf died at the end. And uh, yeah, and then I, as I, at the, that time I was still writing the stories to playing God and uh, I was getting ready to get that published uh, very soon and um, and I was really happy with that that book that collection of short stories uh, with the same protagonist uh, the man in black uh, also known as the man in white but um, yeah I went back to what I wrote uh, this um, one year later, this, the wolf in me. One year later, and I thought, what, what, I wonder what happens. What happened to Olivia Hunter after that? Um, so I went back and I started writing a little more, thinking a little bit more about who Olivia Hunter would be, where she would be, uh, what she might be doing, and. Before I knew it, I was writing the sequel to The Wolf in Me, um, which told the story of Olivia Hunter and her daughter Melissa starting a new life in a different part of the United Kingdom, um, trying to, as I say, juggle a life of being a mother, being a teacher, but also being a werewolf. Um, And in that story, I uh, wanted to explore the different facets different depths of what it means to be a werewolf, what it means to be a parent, what it means to be drawn into this um, this supernatural world, this larger supernatural world that Olivia Hunter wasn't really familiar with. She didn't really know that much more. Um, she didn't know that there were really vampires and ghosts. Um, she just knew that there were werewolves and that was enough for her. But uh, I wanted to introduce... Uh, even more supernatural uh, uh, components and um, that's when I introduced the character of Vega who would be this author uh, who is an author by by day that was his kind of his cover but he never really revealed himself as an author he just published books that featured 
this uh, notorious vampire king within them um, but it was really a front um, to publish his own story but in a fictionalised uh, medium uh, and Olivia Hunter is a fan of his books his vampire books um, and uh, they end up meeting and falling in love uh, but help, unfortunately for Olivia uh, um, and for Vega uh, the, as I said the vampire society are not happy that Vega is uh, spending time with this werewolf um, and they plot against him they kidnap his daughter Melissa and uh, yeah a, a lot of um, a lot of drama ensues kind of a I describe it as a bit of a chess game between them like the vampires are all uh, plotting against Vega and uh, yeah it all it, it's very messy but it all works out okay in the end Vega uh, wins the day and uh, Olivia gets her her daughter back and um, yeah uh, all all works out in the end but um, and and yeah I, I got uh, submitted uh, my manuscript for the wolf in you to uh, my publisher and got it published and um, yeah that was that and uh, I was really happy with it and uh, I thought that uh, that was the end of the story between them all um, but uh, yeah when I got to the end of the story um, that's when I uh, I started to, to think um, well, what was I going to write about next? And uh, yeah, as I said, I had this inkling that I wanted to write more about uh, Vega. I wanted to tell a story of uh, where he came from, uh, how he became, who uh, he is. Uh, and I wanted to tell a story uh, that was a prequel, um, but also... One, a story that uh, ran in parallel to The Wolf in You, but also uh, as a, a semi-sequel uh, to that story. I also wanted to um, just give, really give his side of the story, uh, as opposed to Olivia. And um, But, uh, yeah, and I just wanted to make it uh, a, as, as, uh, as detailed, as accurate, uh, within my in-universe uh, logic as I could. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. And that's the book that is going to be published here today um, uh, as a paperback on uh, Amazon and in uh, several other online um, uh, bookstores. Uh, it's already available as an e-book. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I've spent... Uh, I actually finished writing it, uh, or uh, I, I I started writing it um, for I wrote about three quarters of it um, in uh, 2019, and then I stopped, um, and then I picked it back up again uh, in uh, 2020, and um, yeah, just wanted to really. Uh, make it as good as it could be um, and then I um, went back over it um, 
thought it was as good as it could be, sent the manuscript off to my uh, publisher, and, and as, as I say, I've spent weeks now just going over it, polishing it, um, making it as good as it can be, and uh, like with every story, like with everything that you, you make, publish, the hardest thing to do is to go back and critique it, and uh, and and polish it, and look at your mistakes and think, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that, or and and really just do. You, you have to go. You have to look at something that you've done, something that you've made, as if someone else has made it, and you have to critique it, and you have to. Uh, change things and correct things and because it's yours though it feels very personal it feels a bit like you're uh, picking away at your own at yourself it's very hard to do very hard to do Um, especially when you create something it's your your something of your own imagination and then you have to come along and chip away at it uh, like it's a piece of marble and chip away at it until it's it looks and it sounds just as you want it to be. But and it's it's very satisfying in the end when you finally realise that you've got it right. But when you're doing it, uh, it can really, ugh, it can take a lot out of you. It can be very stressful. It can be very tiring. And. Uh, but it's all worth it in the end. I'm happy to say because I've I've read the manuscript um, and I've got it as as good as it can be. I think uh, it's been sent off to the publisher. It's going to get printed. It's already available, as I say, as an ebook for Kindle uh, on Amazon, and you can download that now if you search. If you go to Amazon and search Vega Mark Hastings, you'll find it straight away. But um, yeah, today, uh, April the 15th, is the day when the physical um, paperback version of Vega, The Vampire King, will be available to purchase. And um, yeah, I can't wait for other people to to read it and give me some feedback on it, because um, uh, apart from myself and my publisher, no one else has read it. Uh, I've always um, create the, my own artwork for every book that I write I create the, the, the cover I, I write everything I get published so it's all on me and I, I like that I like the fact that I'm the, the one who has complete creative and artistic control over it because I don't think I could call it my own I, can't, I don't think I could call every, any book that I get published my own if um someone else had uh, a component to it if you know what I mean I know it probably sounds very selfish but I don't know I think I just I love the fact that when a book gets published when uh, I write a story and it goes out there and I I put everything into it I, I draw the pictures for it I create the artwork for it I just I think I love the fact that it it's mine and it's kind of like uh, might sound silly, but it's kind of like you've you've give birth, given birth to a child. It's like your offspring, and it's very satisfying. It's very stressful, and you you just wonder what's going to happen to it. You know, 
like a, a real human child you wonder what's going to happen to it uh, if people are going to like it what its life is going to be like um, if it will have any kind of success beyond you because um, every artist um, they are their, their worst critique of their own work but I think you have to like your own work or what's the point in making it what's the point in writing what's the point in creating something there's no point in just creating something for the people you have to like what you make because if you don't then um, you're you're just it's kind of like you're working in a factory and you're just you're creating something just so other people can get um, instant gratification out of it I think it's really important that all artists like their own work. I mean, critique your own work. Every artist is going to find mistakes or problems or things that they would change. But when you get to the end and it's a completed thing, you have to be you have to be um, accepting of it and happy with it. You have to think, well, no matter what it is, no matter if, uh, how it turned out that it's yours and you claim it warts and all mistakes and all because it's yours it's um it's something that wouldn't have come into being if it wasn't for you and i suppose it's different writing a book is different from creating a tv show or a movie or even a song because a song a movie a tv show is a very collaborative uh project you have actors producers writers lighting people cameramen um you know yeah if you're creating a a a song you've got producers you've got uh, audio technicians you've got uh, people who work in a studio when you're a writer when you're an artist you are the creator of your own creation and uh, everything can be drawn back to you every decision everything every character um it's all on you that's why it's so important to get it right and uh it's not easy but it is so gloriously satisfying that exploration that you you find yourself on when you're writing a character in a a world you're building a world piece by piece character by character um situation by situation it it feels like it feels amazing um and yeah it's, it it shouldn't feel arduous because I've, I've written stories in the past and uh i've started to write like even if i even started to write a sequel to the wolf in me and it just didn't it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go I started writing about another character apart from Olivia Hunter and it just didn't work out I I got to a certain point and I stopped and I thought I don't know where this goes there was nothing to build upon it just felt like I was in a way repeating what I'd done before so I had to go back back to the drawing board and then I started again and then took another swing at it and yeah that's how it that's how it works sometimes it doesn't always happen at that that first time you know um sometimes you 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 have uh 
you have to start and then stop and then come back in yourself change something start again you know it's um but it's that's the fun part you, you know it's uh it needs to be an enjoyable process if it's arduous if, if you feel like you're you're pushing up uh, a very steep hill then maybe you need to think about going back down the hill and searching for another hill to push up that rock that you're trying to push up um but it has to be or think to yourself well, why are you pushing it up why is it so hard just come up with another way come up with another thing another way to say it um and uh but yeah it's 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 hard when you've got so many ideas you're so you feel so inspired you you feel like you want to say something you want to do something um and sometimes you you want as many people to to read something that you've you've written you want someone to see you want as many people to see what you've created but it doesn't really matter it shouldn't be like that realistically if you're an artist of any of any type you should just create something that matters to you if it matters to other people um then that's a bonus but you should really like what you're creating what you're doing what you're writing you should like your own characters even the more nefarious ones the ones who do all some bad things they're the ones who some people who uh read books or watch tv shows or movies they really gravitate to the the darker characters those that are the most complex those are the ones that those characters who who do things that nobody um would ever uh in their right mind uh want to carry out the actions that they do but they feel compelled and drawn to them because they're so extraordinary and they seem so um um unbelievably powerful because they seem so indomitable and uh, they can't be be stopped and uh it's a very compelling uh character type and i've uh i i, I love writing about very um complex characters and I, I like to think that the main protagonists of my stories have a complexity um to them or at least that's uh what i try to infuse into them um as a as as well as giving them a reason for doing what they're doing and also giving them things about them that make them um at times um they have a weakness even though even the most powerful of uh characters everybody no matter who they are any character that you write has to have something that makes them um weak at certain points or is their uh, Achilles heel um and that could be a person could be a character type could be an object such as uh superman has kryptonite you know that's his kryptonite it makes him weak when he's exposed to it uh and every character has to have that they have to have this something that uh, brings them down to earth um and uh um grounds them and um but 
doesn't stop them from and it's also a part of their character as well vital part of their character that they are very powerful but can be brought to their knees uh, very easily um, with uh, certain certain things that they are connected to but um, yeah as I say that's one of the great things about writing great thing about creating a character great thing about um, going down a rabbit hole and uh, it's one of the great things about being a writer or an author um, I write poetry as well as I said I've written books that are just filled with poems that I've written uh, hundreds of poems and uh, I love doing that too um, but to me it's kind of like it's the difference between um, TikTok and um, a blog that you would write so TikTok is that app where you record very small snippets and video clips of yourself and they um, they're probably I don't know how long they are but they're very short in comparison to say a YouTube video which could go on for many minutes maybe even many hours uh, or a podcast that can go on for a long time uh, as opposed to say a voice memo or voice message that you leave on someone's um, phone when they they can't pick up you just record this very short video this very short voice message and then compare that to a a podcast which can as I say go on for much longer and that's how I compare that's how I think about poetry but sometimes even the shortest of videos or messages can be can have this um, this inkling of uh, inspiration this artistic um, um, gesture that can uh, inspire other people and can, can can really emote how someone is feeling what they're they're thinking and uh, how they see the world uh, what their aspirations are what gives them hope what makes them sad you know all these different kind of things like a, like a song that's that's best way that's best analogy I would think actually that a, a poem is like a song just as a song is in reality a poem um, and you can read them over and over and over again and they can have uh, this wonderful impact on you but depending on when where and how you listen to them or read them can can change how you experience them over time but with a, a story whether it's a short story or a novel um, you go on a journey with the characters through all the situations that they find themselves in and um, yeah you have to feel for those characters and you have to um, imagine that you are them you are feeling what they are feeling by reading the words that um, encapsulate and describe uh, a part uh, who they are the characters are and what they're doing and that's challenging but also wonderful because you get to become the god in the machine kind of thing you get to become the 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 person responsible for creating a world creating 
characters, creating uh, entities, um, and yeah, it, it, there's nothing more invigorating than being the the god within the the art that is your uh, creation, and uh, it's uh, very gratifying, uh, very overwhelming sometimes but uh, yeah it's uh, yeah great uh, great thing to do great thing to um, to uh, st- uh, start upon and I suppose like everything the the hardest thing to do is to finish it to get to the end and when you get to the end to feel satisfied to feel vindicated that the idea that you had in the beginning had a longevity um, and uh, that it can uh, effectively um, depict and take people on a journey uh, that they hadn't had before and uh, that's uh, that can be hard to do uh, but as I said it's very gratifying and very um flattering when people read something that you've written a story uh, or a poem and they come back to you and they say that that um, touched them in some way or they enjoyed reading what you you wrote um, and uh, yeah it's a, it's a very um, very invigorating and flattering experience when someone says that to you but um, yeah as an artist me in particular as a writer I write things that uh, um, occur to me things that uh, inspire me um, things that I would want to read things that compel me and um, in that way um, when I get to the end of a story that I've written if I like it if I like the characters that I've written if I feel like I've achieved what I set out to achieve or maybe even achieved something that I never thought that I would achieve or find um, then um, I can look at everything that I've written uh, and think wow I'm so glad that I did that and um, yeah and then when you get the opportunity if you get the opportunity to to share your story with um, countless other people and they they like what you've written yeah it's a, it's a great experience and uh, I would definitely recommend to anybody to uh, set up set out on a journey uh, of discovery with characters that they create and uh, yeah but yeah so uh, I think I'm gonna leave it there for now uh, I just want to finally say once again uh, that my book uh, Vega the Vampire King is available to own on paperback from today on Amazon, um, April the 15th, 2021, and all the days after. Uh, it's also available to download for Kindle um, on Amazon. Uh, it's also going to be um, available in the US from Barnes and Noble as an ebook and uh, also in paperback and it will most likely be available on other online uh, book retailers for you to um, buy 
download and uh, read and enjoy, hopefully. But uh, yeah, so enjoy. And uh, just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you like uh, what you read. And I hope you like what you've heard. And I'll talk to you again soon. Have you ever wondered what it is like to be immortal? What it is like to have lived for centuries? What it is like to be supernatural? What it is like to be from another reality? What tales could be told by someone who has seen the end of one world and the beginning of another? If you are someone who would like all those questions answered and more, then you need only ask one man, Vega, the Vampire King. Out now on Amazon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form, uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon